0: Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, Isaiah, the 43rd chapter. We're going to return to this text. We're going to be looking today at verses number one and two. Isaiah 43, verses one and two. From the New King James Version, it's there for you on your screen. Here is the word of the Lord. But now, thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Hallelujah, verse two, one more time, which will be for our preaching emphasis. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, They shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Shall we pray God in the name of Jesus? We come to you now asking for preaching, power, and anointing. God, we pray now in the name of Jesus that you will do what you said, that you have declared who you are in your word, God. Someone needs to know that you still have them. Someone needs to know that you have not forgotten about them, even in the mess of all of this pandemic that is happening in our world. You are still God. Help someone see that today in the name of Jesus. God, I've prayed, as i prayed many times before, I'm not able, incompetent, insufficient of the task that stands before me. However, with your help of the Holy Ghost, allow your word to come forth with power and conviction. For truly, Lord, drops of grief can ne'er repay the debt of love that i owe dear lord i give myself away it's simply all that i can do this is my prayer and the perfect powerful and precious name that is jesus and it's for his cause we did say amen amen this is the fear of the unknown divine reassurance god's got me too Hallelujah. God's got me too. Go ahead and declare that wherever you are. You can say it out loud. You can put it in the chat line. God's got me too. Hallelujah. You are not the only one that God has. God's got me too. I invite your prayers as we journey in this word together. Hmm. The setting of our text is. 8th century BC Israel. The prophet Isaiah has issued words of judgment that have come from Jehovah. God has had enough. Both the Northern Kingdom of Israel and the Southern Kingdom of Judah have forsaken their God. Kings and rulers were not loyal to the God of Israel. Although they were religious, their relationship with Yahweh was damaged due to their adultery. They allowed other gods to infiltrate the sacred space of their God. Israel and Judah prostituted and prostrated themselves before idols who were not divine and were devoid of power. God had had enough. For Israel, the Assyrians would overtake them and their land. These events have transpired at the time of our text. Yet for Judah, the destruction, the demolition, and debacle were forthcoming. God was raising up Nebuchadnezzar and the Chaldeans to remove Judah from its land into captivity. Church, how could a people betray their God? How could a nation forsake their creator? How could kings knowingly dismiss the decrees of the Lord their God? How could a nation and a people who were called to be holy act as an ungodly and ungrateful people in the presence of a God in whom they were in covenant for 39 chapters, Isaiah raises and answers these questions, but something happens around chapter 40 judgment comes but grace arrives. My God, God brings comfort to a people who breached the covenant. Before Judah would experience the discipline of God, Jehovah informs them that he would still be the God of all comfort and the father of compassion. This God does not change his character or attributes even in his anger and disappointment towards a people that he loves. Church, this is the God that you serve, a God whose compassion runs so deep that he will comfort you even in your mistakes, your mishaps, and your mess, whether you created the mess or not. God says in your mess, Still my character is at stake and God says, I cannot deny who I am at your expense. No matter the state of affairs, God will be gracious, God will be merciful, God will be just, and God will be God. And if this God who comforted Judah before they went into captivity is the same God who rules as the sovereign Lord of all creation today, then surely he can comfort me. How do I know this? Because this God sent his son Jesus Christ, the incarnate God for me, because this God sent his son Jesus Christ, the incarnate God to die for me, because this God raised his son Jesus Christ, the incarnate God with all power for me, because this God's son Jesus Christ sent me and you the comforter and helper in the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit to comfort me. The spirit of the living God has the power to interpret every moan and groan. My God does not change with the shifting of the wind, but is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. This means that if God is able to comfort Judah 2,700 years ago, then surely this God can bring comfort and reassurance that is divine reassurance to me today. God had Judah and God has me. I need somebody to help me right along here and declare it to yourself. Put it in the chat line. Declare it from the mountaintops and say God's got me too. Come on, say it again till it resonates in your spirit. God's got me too. Come on, say it one more time for the Holy Ghost. God's got me too. This is the divine reassurance that God gives to Judah in our text this morning. Isaiah 43 is another oracle of the prophet of Isaiah outlining how Jehovah will bring comfort to his children. Last week we spoke about the divine reassurance God gave to Judah that still applies to us. Uh, We learn how God is the one who creates and forms us, that we are the clay of whom God, the pot of fashions on the wheels of life. God has us in his hands and God has his hands on us. My God, we learn how God is the one who values our lives because God is our redeemer who redeems us and redeemed us through Jesus Christ. Christ gave his life That we may live, we learn how God has given us an identity and knows our name. We have a shepherd, a good shepherd in Christ Jesus who knows the names, who knows the tendencies and the fortunes of his sheep. We learn that we belong to God because just as God called Judah mine, God calls us his own. Let me say that again. We learn that we belong to God because just as God called Judah mine, God calls us his own. I belong to God. You belong to God. We belong to God. This is the truth spoken to Judah that is still relevant to us. We have divine reassurance in chaos, calamity, and confusion. Isaiah continues God's message to Judah by informing them how God will restore confidence in his people. Listen to the word of God. In verse 2, the Lord God says through Isaiah that when you pass through the waters— I will be with you and through the rivers they shall not overflow you when you walk through the fire you shall not be burned nor shall the flame scorch you let me say that one more time when you pass through the waters I will be with you and through the rivers they shall not overflow you when you walk through the fire you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. This word is reassuring to the people of Judah who would see calamity in the near future. The key word in the text is the word overflow, because the use of the word overflow a sweep over carries with it notions of things that can be overwhelming. The word means to overwhelm, overpower, i.e. oppress, or control another using force as a figurative extension of a sweeping flood that destroys an object. The phrase, the flood has swallowed me up, speaks of the destruction of life. And this is how it can be in life. Church, life can be overwhelming. But the word of the Lord this day is that the floods of life will not swallow you up. Hallelujah. Life has a way and a proclivity to overwhelm us and overtake us with tragedy. Just look at the news cycle. The news cycle over and overwhelms us with the sensationalism of this COVID-19. Every hour, more deaths. Every hour, more cases. Every hour, more confusion. Every hour, more discouragement. Every hour more insensitivity. Every hour more lies. Every hour more misinformation. Every hour more denial. Every hour it's something and something else. And this is the only overwhelming flood related to the COVID-19. Never mind the stresses and strains of life, i.e. communication and marriage, challenges of parenting, at-home schooling, dysfunctional family and friends, grieving and bereavement of loved ones, sickness unrelated to COVID, retirement and estate planning, care for elderly parents, the psychological effects of trauma. Life has a propensity to be too much. Even when you desire to stay informed about the coronavirus, it can feel like a flood. Church, what do you do when life is so overwhelming? What do you do when you try to stay informed, but you find out that you're inundated with information and it's just too much? What do you do when you need to get away to maintain your sanity? but you cannot because the parameters around the COVID has you bound to your house. What do you do in all of this overwhelming flood called life? May I suggest something to you, church? You need to utilize your filter. You see, during the first winter in our home, the air handler of our HVAC system was not operating properly. In fact, the heat shut off in the dead of winter. Woke up the morning was 59 degrees in the house. I thought that everything was okay until we left and came back home. And it was still the same temperature. I called a technician who informed me that it was an electrical problem, but he gave me some very crucial advice. He said, that in order to get maximum performance from the system, I needed to make sure that I check and change the filter. You see, the filter ensures that debris, dirt and dust do not enter certain parts of the machine to hinder its performance. It prevents unnecessary material from clogging and overwhelming the system. The filter helps lower the stress of the machine from overworking, overheating, and doing damage to its operation and therefore breaking down. Shiloh, in order to prevent from becoming overwhelmed, overworked, and over-inundated with life, you need to utilize your filter. Shiloh, your filter is the word of God. The living word activated by the spirit of the living God will help you sift through the mess of this age and catch the debris of life so that you can maintain some sense of sanity and stability. Yes, in this COVID-19 era, you need to have your filter ready. Hallelujah. You need to have your filter handy. You need to make sure that you carry your filter, which also serves uh, as a sword because when the coronavirus has you anxious, you need to check in with your filter that says be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. When you are Consumed with worry, guess what, child of God? You need to check your filter. Because Jesus says, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When this life has you confused, You need your filter and thou will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts you when COVID has you afraid you need to check your filter, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. When you feel under attack by something, no matter what it is, you need to check your filter. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that arises against you in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of God, of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. When your finances seem to have you perplexed, Please check your filter Give and it shall be given to you Good measure pressed down Shaken together Running over shall be poured into your lap With the same measure you use It will be measured unto you When your finances still have you foolish. You need to make sure that you have your filter to catch the debris of a slanted and an upset mind that says bring all the ties into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and test me and try me now in this says the Lord of hosts if I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it when the world has you weak. You need to get your filter. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient, and my strength is made perfect in human weakness. Therefore, when I am weaker, then I am stronger. When you think your mistakes condemn you, you need to check your filter. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. When the news of COVID puts you in a defeated mindset, you need to grab your filter and tell the coronavirus. What then shall we say of these things? If God is for me, then who can be against me?" When this COVID new normal has you drained with energy, you need to check your filter. Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. Therefore, I will never be shaken. When your world has you insecure, you need to make sure that you grab your filter. Yet in all these things, we are more then conquer us through him who loves us. And if that one doesn't bless you, perhaps this one will. I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. All of this translates to the truth. The word of God gives you divine reassurance from the God of your salvation. No matter the pandemic, no matter the epidemic, through it all, God says, I got you. Somebody say this with me again. God's got me too. Hallelujah. Judah may have given up on God, But God was not going to give up on them. And the same is true with you and me. Even if you give up on God, God will not give up on you. The Bible says if we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. God's got me. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep you over. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you a blade. God gives Judah reassurance, and we have this divine reassurance too. God's got us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This brings us to our first point that we need to explore, because in order for God to have us, the truth is we must be in something for God to have us in. Ah, those things are called the hardships of life, church. We must understand this, and I pray you receive it. Trouble in life is unavoidable. Yes, trouble in life is unavoidable. God says through Isaiah: when you pass through the waters and through the rivers, when you walk through the fire, uh, God is giving the news to Judah that trouble is on the horizon. They were walking into captivity and adversity would be amongst them. These are images of a sinister nature, waters and rivers and fires, are signs of the inimical forces of chaos that overwhelm human life and destroy all that breathes. There are dangers in life that must and will happen. Maybe you're like me. You would love to have a life free of problems, danger, calamity, and mess. But it is simply impossible. And this is not the word of the Lord, especially if you're a Christian. The Christian life is met with trouble. The Bible is clear. The Apostle Paul says to Timothy, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Child of God, if you are seeking to be with the Lord, you will have your measure of trouble. The Reverend Dr. H. Beecher Hicks, the senior servant emeritus, the Metropolitan Baptist Church of Washington, D.C., in his classic book, Preaching Through a Storm, says that in life, you are either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or on your way into a storm. Child of God, there's a storm in every season of life. This has not and will not change. You will have to deal with something at some point. There was some wise men once told me that life was nothing more than a series of attempts to overcome hardships. In fact, I believe that you have not lived until you have experienced storms, trials and hardships. Is there anybody out there who was willing to tell the truth and agree with me and identify with me right along here? that the truth is you haven't really lived until you've experienced some hardships and some trouble. May I testify for a little bit? Trouble is well acquainted with me. Trouble knows my name. Trouble knows my address. Trouble knows how to get in contact with me and trouble knows how to find me and child of God. I believe that trouble knows you too. Is there anybody out there who knows something? about trouble. Is there anybody out there who has seen some difficult days? Is there anybody out there who knows the atmosphere and the conditions and the pressure of a storm? Is there anybody out there who's ever had some restless nights, some hungry afternoons, and some headache filled mornings? Is there anybody out there who knows the pain of sorrow, despair, Disappointment and rejection. Jesus said it himself, in the world, you will have tribulation. Ah, but you need to be of good cheer because Christ says, I have overcome the world. God never said that life would be void of trouble, but God did tell us what to do in the time of trouble. Because in the time of trouble, God says, offer Thanksgiving unto me and pay your vows to the Most High. Here it is call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. God did tell us what to do in trouble. The Bible says that for in the time of trouble, hallelujah, He will hide me in His pavilion, in the secret place of His tabernacle. He shall hide me and set me high upon a rock. I need my filter in trouble. That is the word of God because it directs me to the God who will keep me in the trouble. In fact, I would suggest that you have not fully experienced God until you've had some storms, some trouble, some tribulation, and some despair. I stand here as a witness to the power, provision, and protection of God because I have seen trouble and I found out the character of my God in the time of trouble. I discovered the provision of God when I didn't have enough. I discovered the wisdom of God when I had problems that I could not solve. I discovered that God would fight for me when the weapons were formed against me. How about you? Did you discover that God was who God said God was in the midst of your trouble? Did you find out that God was a way maker when you needed a way to be made? Did you discover the healing prowess of your God when you became ill and stricken with an infirmity? Did you discover that God was the captain of your stormy seas in life? Did you discover that God is a miracle worker in the middle of your hell? Tell this day it is inexplicable as to how you survived, how you overcame, and how you conquered. But one thing you do know is that you are still standing because the children of Israel got it right, and they can testify with us in Psalm 124 that if it had not been for the Lord on our side, let Shiloh say, Our help is in the name of the Lord, and this truth was revealed in your trouble. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Yes, trouble is gonna happen in life, but here's the good news God, still God. Lord, have mercy. This God says, I'm still the Lord. Get this, trouble in life is unavoidable, but I pray this blesses you. You got to understand that trouble is temporary and not permanent. That's the second thing I want to tell you. It's going to happen. But see, trouble is temporary and not permanent. Listen to what the word says. Let's look at the text again. Chapter 43, verse 2. When you pass through the waters and through the rivers, when you walk through the fire, let me say that again. When you pass through the waters and through the rivers, when you walk through the fire, the operative word is through. It is a preposition that means moving in one side and out on the other side, like an opening or a channel or a location or by means of a process or intermediate stage. Jehovah is trying to enlighten Judah that whatever they face, it would be temporary. The period of 70 years in captivity is not an indefinite sentence. Babylon was not meant to become a permanent place of residence. The time away from their homeland was not an eternity. It was temporary. God through Isaiah is trying to help you to understand that trouble may arise, but they would simply be passing through. This means that although trouble is imminent, God will ensure that they will keep it moving. Hallelujah. In life, trouble It's unavoidable, but it's only an intermediate phase of life. The problem arises, church, when we reason that our current state of trouble is a permanent one. This is why you must continually go to the Word of God, your filter, so that you can filter out the debris, the gunk, and the mess of what the enemy is trying to tell you and even how you see life so that you can gain some insurance and reassurance with God. You see, the accuser of the brothers and sisters will try to deceive you that your God is not concerned about your well-being because you are experiencing trouble. His aim is to convince you that where you are with what you struggle and the environment that's surrounding you Is permanent and will always be this way. But you have to remind the accuser of the brothers and sisters exactly who he is. A liar and the father of lies. Yes, the devil is a liar and the devil is still a liar. Somebody put that in the chat line and declare it from the mountaintops and declare it To all of your outlets, the devil is still a liar, and all the devil can do is a lie. Go ahead and put him on front street to everybody out there. He's a liar. The trouble in your life is never a permanent state. The challenges of your life are not in perpetuity. The trials of life will not endure forever. Trouble in life will come, but you will only pass through. Someone needs to hear this. In our COVID 19 world, because COVID 19 has been with us for most of 2020 and it has wreaked havoc upon our nation and world. 5.4 million people have contracted the virus in America, 21.2 people worldwide, 171,000 fatalities in the United States, and about 767,000 worldwide our entertainment and leisure activities have changed. The beginning of school will look different and the home has become the new office. It can all be overwhelming, but Shiloh, I am here to inform you. You may not see it now, but this too shall pass. And what is more, we are only passing through. Hallelujah. We will pass through 2020. As we pass through 2019, as we pass through 2018, as we pass through 2017, as we pass through 2016, as we pass through 2015. And you can go ahead and say the rest, but there is one thing that is true. That the same God who was with us all the years prior in 2015 and 2016 and 2017 and 2018 and 2019 is with us now. And this God, who is the eternal one says that we are only passing through church, child of God, members, guests, and friends. Trouble does not last always. We are just passing through. I like how David said it in Psalm 30 and five, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It's temporary. Trouble is not eternal. But our God is. And I love what Moses had to say about our God. If you turn over to Psalm 9 in verse 2, you will see Moses giving honor to God, the eternal God, that says before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting. You are God. Shiloh, COVID will not be here forever. We are just passing through. But here's what I love, no matter the trouble that me or you find ourselves in, no matter the tribulation, the trial, the dysfunction, the mess, the calamity, the chaos, the confusion, the overwhelming, the inundation of information, no matter what it is, there's one thing that's constant. God is with us. Hallelujah, that's the last thing I want to tell you to encourage you. The Bible says God is with you. Look what Jehovah says through Isaiah verse 2 one more time. When you pass through the waters, Ha, I will be with you. Ah, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Can I say it one more time? When you pass through the waters. The Lord says, I, I'll be with you. Uh, Water and fire taken together form a picture of every danger that could come and include above all the water and fire of judgment. In water and fire, this world will come to an end, but those whom God has redeemed will pass through such judgment and safety. This verse enunciates uh, a general truth that when ever God's redeemed, must pass through the waters of sorrow and the fires of affliction, they will not be harmed. Shiloh Baptist Church, worshipers and friends of God, and guests, I've got some good news for you. Just as God was with Noah and his family in the flood, just as God was with baby Moses in a basket in the Nile River, Just as God was with the children of Israel through the waters of the Red Sea, just as God was with the children of Israel through the waters of the Jordan River, just as Jehovah was with Jonah in the sea before being washed up on the shore, our God will be with you. In fact, God will be your raft, your paddle, and your flotation device. God will be your rudder and your sail god will be your flippers and your wetsuit god will be your oxygen and your snorkel god will be your life jacket and your preserver and with god you don't even need to know how to swim because god says i will be with you and not only will god be with you in the waters but god says i will be with you even in the fire just as god was with hananiah mishael and azariah otherwise known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace in Babylon. God will be with you in the fire. God will be your suit of protection. God will be your garment that's laced with asbestos. God will be your oxygen source to keep you from inhaling the flames because with God you are inflammable. You do not need to be a trained, skilled firefighter walking with God nor will you ever need to stop, drop, and roll because you will not catch on fire. You will not even need a fire extinguisher because you don't need to fight the fire because you are just passing through the flames. And the Lord God says, I will be with you, and the flames will not set you ablaze. Child of the living God, you need to declare this with me. God's got me. Beloved of God, you need to prophesy to yourself, the Lord my God, he's got me. Servants of the most high God, you need to tell and preach to yourself and say, the Lord has got me. God's got me because God is with me. Hallelujah. God is with you because with God, you have a different type of overflow this overflow keeps you afloat. This overflow protects you from getting burned. It is not the same testimony of Judah, but it is the testimony of the one whose lineages is the tribe of Judah, and he made it possible for you to declare that God is with you. The prophet Isaiah speaks about him a little later on in the book. In fact, if you would dare To flip to chapter number 53, you would hear Isaiah prophesy about the coming one who is a lion in the tribe of Judah, the one who keeps me and the one who keeps you afloat and the one by which we can say that God's got me. The Bible says he is despised and rejected by men and women. He's a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him he was despised and we did not esteem him surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken smitten by God and afflicted and everybody knows verse 5 but he was a wounded For our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes, we are all healed. His flow has life-cleansing power. His overflow has life-redeeming power. His flow has a life-transforming power. His flow has a demon-casting power. His flow has authority and power. And his flow has saving power. And I don't mind... If he overwhelms me with his flow, because it's in the overflow of God, because it is the blood of the Lamb that overflows and washes over me. And you one day will present us faultless. Hallelujah. This blood of Will prevent us faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. Is there anybody out there can it help me say the words of the hymn? Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other help I know is nothing but the blood of Jesus, and because he died. And because he shed his blood, and because he got up with all power on Sunday morning, that means he's got me because he lives in you and me. The Bible says the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. That means he's got you. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life. Your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you, child of God, that means God's got me, child of God, that means God's got you too, that means God's got us. So, wherever I go, God's got me, wherever I tread, God's got me, wherever I walk, God's got me, wherever I run, God's got me, wherever I am, God's got me, wherever I sleep, God's got me, wherever I lay. God's got me when I'm discouraged. God's got me when I'm encouraged. God's got me when I'm in pain. God's got me when I'm in prosperity. God's got me. And when I die, hallelujah, God's got me because I'm going home to live with God through it all. God's got me. Is there anybody out there who knows that the Lord God has got you? Is there anybody? out there who knows that God has got you? Is there anybody out there who knows that Jesus has got you? Can I testify to how he has me? Because he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me, hallelujah, that I am his owner. Is there anybody out there who can testify that the Lord God has you? Well then throw your head back and tell the Lord, yeah, Yes. Hallelujah. You want to say it like you feel it. I want to be able to hear you from your home or from the park or for wherever you are. Go ahead and tell the Lord yes. Hallelujah. I still can't hear you. Go ahead and tell the Lord yes. hallelujah God's got me God's gonna keep me God's gonna be with me God's gonna walk with me God's gonna carry me God's gonna hold me God's gonna sustain me God's gonna keep me because the Lord my God has got me too hallelujah 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 yes yes hallelujah God's got me. Hallelujah. I'm not fretting. None of this stuff will happen. I will exercise wisdom. But I know one thing. God's done too much. I've seen God do too much. I've been through too much. And that God that didn't leave me back there is not going to leave me now. And when I call, I'm going home. Jesus. Hallelujah. God's got you. God's got you, God's got you, God's got you. That's how I deal with the unknown. Don't matter, God's got me. Go through the waters, go through the fire. The Lord has got me. Use your filter, know the promises of God. The Lord our God, yeah. He's got us. He's got us. Hallelujah. Somebody give him glory. Just lift your hands wherever you are in your home. Just thank him for divine reassurance. Thank him for the remembrance. God's got you. I don't care what happens. God's got you. Hallelujah. 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 God, we bless you. God, we thank you. God, we praise you. Hallelujah. You got us. You got us. You've proven yourself to us too many times for us to doubt. You're keeping and protecting arm, God. We're not even comparing ourselves to other ministries or comparing ourselves to other people. We can't explain it. All we know, hallelujah, is that you got us we thank you. In Jesus name we pray. Hallelujah and amen. Listen, if you want to have the ability to say with confidence and to know that the Lord your God has you, you have to give your life unto him. The moment you say yes unto Jesus Christ, you will transition into the protective arms of God. Now, let me say this. It's not like magic and everything in your life will be in order. But you will be getting yourself in order and begin to order your life. Is life gonna get better? Yes. Is life still gonna be tough? Yes. Is life gonna be difficult? Yes. But answer me this if life is already difficult, wouldn't you want to be with somebody? to go through the difficulties with. And I can't think of anybody better than Christ Jesus, because at least it's difficult somebody has my hand and walking with me. If that's you this morning, just say this with me, repeat after me, Lord God, I desire to walk with you. I give you my life, come into my life. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and I believe in my heart that God raise him from the dead. I'm saved, and I want to be sanctified, to live with you forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That simple prayer and declaration has now given you the opportunity and made you a receiver of the redemption of Christ Jesus. He already gave his life he already shed his blood you just welcome him as your lord and savior and that's to be celebrated so we give you a hand and say congratulations now we want to find out who you are so would you do us this favor please email us connect at shallow bc.org if we were in the building we would have you at the walk down the front we would take you by the hand we would gather some information all we need you to do is email us and say you know what I want to be a part of this ministry. Do that for us. We'll get in contact with you. Our assimilation team is ready to contact you and welcome you into this family of God.